happening all over again the circle of life the daffodils are out springtime is upon us which of course can only mean one thing it's time for some eurovision fucking slow oops uh, national final season is now over or as we call it here the annual foreplay so with open arms we welcome you all to the first of not one not two but three eurobliss preview shows yes that's right we've had the foreplay and now we're having a raw and uncut threesome how about that <laughs> how you all workers um do you actually enjoy the national final season it's torture. It's torture. It's torture. It? But the funny thing about the national final is you always think you have to watch just in case there's one song there <laughs> that's an absolute gem that everyone's talking about the next day and you've missed it. You know, but why am I on a Friday night, Germany? Friday night, <laughs> missing out on an invitation to this, that and the other to stay in and watch these six dreary songs. No no clues here about what I feel about the German entry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a necessary torture. Yeah, it's like falling in love uh, or, or love. You, you end up destroyed, you end up heartbroken, but like a fool, you just keep going back for more every time. So if the definition of a perfect Eurovision is one where all your favourite songs win their heats... Is this a perfect or an imperfect Eurovision for you? Oh, no, no, no. This is not the perfect Eurovision. I think this this national final season had the biggest heartbreak of my Eurovision life. You've not got over it yet, have you? I, I, you I really haven't. Face. I don't. Wow. No, I, well, it was hit and miss for me. Some, some of the songs that I thought would get through and wanted to get through did get through, but there were one or two big disappointments. Oh, well, it is what it is, and we will learn to love it. So the deadline for this year's song submission was Monday, March the 14th, and since then the social media has been a frenzy with gossip and all those weird reaction videos and my favourite compilation videos. Have you noticed this year there's been a massive shift as far as the songs are concerned? This is a very kind of organic Eurovision, lots of singers singing their own songs and barely an international dream team in sight. But speaking of dream teams, I've got my own little dream team here, as you've heard. I'm encircled, literally trapped by my own dream team here in Limehouse. Spit roasted even. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my lovely Mark and my lovely Juan and we're going to play and review all this year's 40 songs and we're going to be so drunk by it. How are you boys? Really well. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not in line with all those people are saying it's a terrible year. Oh, it's the worst year forever. It's the worst year since 2011. Uh, look, it's not a classic year. It's, uh, but there are some quality songs here this year, and I'm really looking forward to discussing them. I don't think it has the peaks of last year, but I really definitely think it has a pretty strong average. Uh, it might not be as fun as last year, but uh, there's, there's some good quality all around, I think. Well, on the table are four of us. We have three, four bottles of Prosecco, some of Juan's delicious homemade spinach tortilla, a big box of tissues and some wet wipes because it's going to get incredibly messy. So before we start, here's some fast... Boomf. 
The format for this year is the now familiar two semi-finals, the first on Tuesday, May the 10th, the second on Thursday, May the 12th, and then the top 10 songs from each of those two shows will progress to Saturday's excellent final on the 14th of May, where you'll find the Big Five, Le Grand Sank, that's Spain, France, Germany, the UK, and our delightful hosts, Italy. Now, there's only 25 countries in the final this year, not 26, so I feel shortchanged already. Both Armenia and Montenegro have returned after being absent from last time, so hello. And Russia has been officially told to do one and never come back, so goodbye. Leaving us only with 40 countries, each one in their own way, having spent months trying to create the perfect three-minute masterpiece designed to covet the prize and to give us all a lifetime of pleasurable humming. The venue this year is the Paralimpico in Turin, and I'm supposed to be saying now how many people it seats, but I don't know because they haven't decided yet, nor have they sold any tickets, so I can't tell you how much the tickets are. Uh, any ideas? No, people are getting very nervous. I mean, um, there is always with Italy, as we remember from uh, 1991, <laughs> there's always a bit of a last-minute element to a things. A bit of chaos. A bit of chaos, a bit of make it up as you go along. The other thing, of course, that we ought to be worried about already is how long this show is going to be. <laughs> because we have, we have gone That's over... That's not a worry. We've, very we've, good we've, point. We've, we've, got, we've gone over four hours before, and given the reputation for timekeeping, the Italian have you know we could be all there at 2 a.m waiting for the results so uh you know fasten your seatbelts everybody the longer it goes on the happier i am if the results even get there we'll see here's the deal i'm going to introduce each country in chronological order of the song being released tell you a little bit about each song and my lads are going to thrill you all with their pearls of visionary wisdom and intelligent and insightful comments and hopefully politely disagree and flick quiche at each other so the, theoretically, we're going to try and uh, guess which songs are going to qualify and become famous and which songs are not going to qualify that you will never have to listen to ever again. Our Eurovision pendulum, because we have one, is suggesting the winner will not be a glam rock quartet. And as I sit here at the end of March 2022, the bookmakers have the Ukraine, Italy, Sweden and the UK. The who, the what? The UK, we hear you cry, as favourites. But that's all going to change as the rehearsals get underway. And finally, the logo is the sound of beauty, which sounds more ridiculous the more you say it. The sound of beauty, the sound of beauty? You can interpret that however you wish, but as far as we're concerned here in the studio, there is no more a beautiful sound than the popping of a cork so let's open up one of these babies and get cracking are you ready yeah, yeah. bulgaria Ooh. <laughs> i'm going to do a little verbal emoji to express my current feelings <laughs> traditionally albania are the first to drop their song so it's nice to have a different country to open up the playlist tonight Bulgaria have been front-runners in the last few contests. They've always been a bit guarded about their song selection, leaving it right to the deadline to announce their choice. So this year, they've changed tactics. It's like they don't care anymore. And on December the 5th, five months before the contest, they announced that Bulgarian Super Troop, the Intelligent Music Project, have been internally selected to represent the Balkan country with their self-penned song, Intention. They were founded in... 
2012 and consists of, I was going to say middle-aged, but let's say established, it's more PC, established <laughs> Bulgarian musicians, basically six big hairy rockers doing their thang. Their combined age would be second only to the Russian grannies. <laughs> and quite often in Eurovision, last year's winning song influences the songs for the following year. Is that what's happening here? Let's listen. <laughs> themselves the intelligent music project okay guys what do you rate to that one well after italy's impressive victory last year everyone predicted that we would be flooded this year with flooded with um, damp <laughs> rock and groups and uh, and in fact we haven't been and bulgaria is one of the very few entries this year which 
seem to echo, and I use that verb very guardedly, echo what Italy achieved last year. I mean, this is not intelligent. Is it music? That's questionable. Uh, a project, it's more like a projectile, which comes the kind of, <laughs> which kind of comes in your direction. I mean, and the other thing about the kind of banality and forgettability of this piece of music for three minutes is what is the point of releasing a song in early November when, even if it was brilliant, everyone would be bored with it by the time we got to February or March. But, I mean, they, as you said in the intro, they've gone from one extreme to the other. Instead of keeping us waiting to the last minute, Azerbaijan, um, you've just, you know... I mean, it's a bit like the Olympics, you know, false start, the gun goes, and Bulgaria yeah. are off. <laughs> and it's like, sorry, you're disqualified because you've gone too early. So th this is an absolute non-qualifier. It's a bit of a shame to kick off with one of the worst entries of the year. Uh, the song was named Intention, with what I can only assume was cynical irony. Maybe it's because all they were left with in the end was the intention of doing a good song. Directionless would have been a more appropriate title, perhaps. I, it doesn't really have a strong identity. I'm sure they're all great musicians, and the guy seems like he can really sing well. But it sounds like nobody involved really believes in the song or in what they're doing and would rather be doing something else. Like a bunch of competent studio musicians getting paid to play bland dad rock. For a rock song, there is very little edge, excitement or danger. The only danger I can perceive is that someone might fall over and break a hip bone. Actually, <laughs> when it first came out, I thought it was a joke, like a marketing ploy to get attention for the actual entry yet to be revealed. Alas, we receive no such mercy from Bulgaria. No amount of staging can save this completely dead in the water. Yeah, I thought that so far. Are they, what are they doing here? They're sort of testing the water and they're going to surprise us with something exactly. else later on. <laughs> but this is like the country. Science. This is the country that bought you Polly uh, and Kristen Kostov. You know, if love was a crime, beautiful mess. 2016, 2017, it was like, wow, Bulgaria has suddenly become... It's, in, it's just a matter of time before they win Eurovision. And now we're back down in the dumps. Yeah, the given up. Next up is Czech, Czech Republic. Hmm. There were 150 songs submitted to the Czech broadcaster and these were whittled down to seven. It's always interesting to hear of new ways of choosing your country's song. And this year, in Czechia, there was no final per se, but the Czechs voted on the line a week beforehand and the winner was announced on December the 16th. So we're very privileged to have the company of Norwegian Czech trio. We are Domi and Domai. They're Domi. Doms, maybe. Domi. 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 Mm. They met at Leeds University in 2018 and have since successfully escaped from West Yorkshire. Well done. And they're now based in Prague. <laughs> and they've been flying high ever since. They have co-written the entry. It's called Lights Off. And here's a sample lyric. Try changing jobs, changing lovers, changing furniture, changing bed covers. Let's see what you think of this. I lost my soul, forgot my way There's no mistakes that I've not made Change is hard and I'm alone But people say, my, how you grown? Try changing jobs, try changing lovers Changing my furniture, change my bed covers you now when I miss you you're sailing around in my peripheral where are you now where are you now where are you 
Profiteroles. Boys, Juan, what do you reckon? This song has really grown on me, but on my first listen, I found it a bit uneventful, undynamic, a bit stuck on one level. That could be because I'm like uh, a gay Latin man who who likes the syncopations and I like to shake my shake what my my mama gave me. Um, but I think with the help of some good staging, this could go through. I personally would be happy to see it in the final. Uh, we need all the up-tempo songs we can get. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, what's nice about how this song actually got chosen was that, that it's a really good argument for having an international public and, and, and a jury vote because the Czech, the Czech public but this fourth. The Czechs didn't want this. Uh, there were other songs that they preferred, but actually it, it got through because of the fact that they widened the constituency of the voters. Songs like this traditionally don't do very well in Eurovision. This is by no means a classic Eurovision entry. But, you know, times are changing and um, it's really nice on the ear. It does take a listen or two for you to get it. For me, it's nostalgia because it has that kind of 80s electronic-y vibe about it, which I like. So I really, really would be disappointed if it doesn't make the final. Me too. Right, uh, Albania. Yeah! Yeah! You didn't go first this year, Albania. <laughs> the 60th Festival Ikengas was held in December and is a tradition. It's a three-day event and beating 19 other entries in the final was 32-year-old Ronella and her song Secret. She's a big name on the Albanian music scene, having released... I'm drunk already. Many singles <laughs> since 2006. And furthermore, she's written the song herself, which warms our purest hearts. This will be Albania's 17th entry. And all they've ever won before is the Barbadex Award for the Worst Dressed Act. They usually send a beautiful singer with a powerful voice. They usually just qualify from the semi-finals and then finish 17th on the big night. The Albanian entry usually, usually disappears for a couple of months and then reappears having being shaved, plucked or moisturised and moulded into a new three-minute Eurovision version. So this version that you're about to hear was released on March the 4th. The national final performance is all hips and hacker, isn't it? Hacker, you know that... Oh, yeah. Hacking a bit slow yeah, now, though. Yeah, chop, yeah. chop. <laughs> if they do qualify and the producers allocate Albania second slot again, heads will roll. This is secret.
uh, that ended very, very quickly. Um, uh, boys, do you like Ronella's secret? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, when countries start throwing in random bits of other languages in the revamps, that usually doesn't end well. In this case, it really works for me. When I saw the national final performance, I got the impression that the song was about like female empowerment because she uses her voice in such a powerful way. And she has a very commanding presence. She's not asking for attention. She is telling you to pay attention right now. But in Albanian, so I didn't really understand what she was on about. Um, was it female rights, perhaps, or some kind of personal struggle, or maybe a bit of column A and a bit of column B? Turns out she just wanted a bit of column D. And what is wrong with that? I can certainly relate. Uh, to me, the trashy <laughs> English and Spanish editions just gives the song a bit of, of a less serious angle and makes it more fun because the song is a total banger no matter what it's about. And actually, Albania has been producing the best pop bangers in Europe for the last three years. So I'm happy they finally decided to send one. I absolutely love the song. I love her. I can't wait to see what they're going to do on stage. And I promise when it comes on on the night, I will display a great abundance of grinding and I will be shaking my booty prolifically. Uh, this is one of my favorite this year and this should be top 10. And if they nail the staging, it could be top five. Blimey, there were three songs in and you're blooded already. <laughs> the, the, this is going to be a surefire qualifier. There's no doubt about that. I think you're being way too ambitious talking Ooh. about top five, for God's Ooh, sake. Get the quiche out of the way. It's Ooh. Albania. I mean, Albania doesn't do top five. It doesn't do top ten. <laughs> it does 17. <laughs> uh, what's nice about this is it's a toe-tapper. Uh, it's ethnic. It's definitely Eastern. It, it's different to anything that is in this year's competition, which is good. And also, it's not one of those rather serious Albanian uh, statuesque woman with the wind machine and the hair all going. It, it, it's, it, it's different. So I like it. I like it very, very much. I don't like it quite as much as you, Juan. But then, basically, even she doesn't like it as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nicely done. Um, Spain. Oh, do we have to? Oh, Spain, <laughs> having finished bottom... I was going to say this twice. Having finished bottom five in 12 of the last 16 contests. That's bottom five in 12 of the last 16 contests. Spain needed to do something a bit radical, so they've decided to do a national final competition for a change. This consisted of two semi-finals and a grand final, and on the 29th of January, and they called it Benidorm Fest. And I remember saying to these two at the time, wow, what a show. I mean, eight songs, and I can't remember literally ever, and I'm very old now, uh, and a better national final here, here. Than, here, here. Than, than this Spanish final. Um, I don't mind confessing I was a real sweaty mess as the votes were coming through. So given all the expense and effort... <laughs> it's rather amusing. The winning song only got 3.8 of the televote, whereby the song that came third got, I think, 70%. Anyway, we'll get there. Let's have a listen. And these two are going to have a right hissy fit, aren't you? I can see the green smoke coming out of their nostrils already. This is <laughs> Chanel with Slow Mo. I bet she smells really nice. Let's go. Llegó la mami, la reina, la dura, una Bugatti. 
Okay, okay, so um, that wasn't my favourite of the Spanish final. I do like the song. What was, was your favourite? Uh, say it. Say um, the name. Uh, I'm Mama, of course. Yeah, I'm Mama, of course. Me too. Did you watch the show? I did watch the show. Oh, come on, Mr. Gone, Mr. Gloomy. I like Tanjigueras, whatever they were called. Tanjigueras. Uh, yes, they. Me too. Me too. They came third, I think. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the. See, I don't like this song. I'll tell you, because it's all moves and so little melody. <laughs> it, it just gets stuck in this metronome kind of rap, you know. And I tell you, there is a, a health warning here. Like a truck backing up. Look at these. <laughs> look. Well, that, that makes... High five. That's an insult to trucks backing up, to be honest, quite frankly. I'd rather embrace a truck backing up than this song. <laughs> I mean, especially with this exhaust pipe. I mean, the thing is... Um, if you look last year, uh, El Diablo, uh, Cyprus, Matahari, uh, Azerbaijan, um, poor old San Marino, which everyone thought was going to do Adrenalina so well. All of these songs with these sexy women in tight clothes all moving around the stage, and they, there's something where the public and the juries go, do you know, no. And I think 
this is that kind of song with knobs on. Mm. I mean, it's a lazy thing to say, but I'm afraid it's true. It's sort of poor man's fuego. So I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think it'll be bottom five, but I don't think anybody's saying Spain's going up there to win it. I think, just think they're dreaming, you know? A lot of the Eurovision community loves this, but Spain might be in for a bit of a cold shower, I think. She was nowhere Not near... Not a golden shower. No. <laughs> oh, <I love> that. <laughs> she was nowhere near winning the public vote in Spain, and the jury vote is extremely hotly contested this year. Uh, I think you need to be specifically into this genre to really like this. It has all the charm of a music industry checklist even if it does tick all the boxes. I guess because investments and money are taken very seriously, there tends to be very little humor in the chart stuff, even though the songs are ridiculous. And I feel a bit of that here. And while it's all super slick and polished, it's the same tired old thing we've seen done to death a million times before. And frankly, I find myself quite bored watching it. The only thing keeping my attention is her star quality and her energy. She is absolutely fantastic to watch on stage and carries the whole performance, but it still feels like a very well-executed mold. Especially if I compare it to Albania, the production is not nearly as fresh, and although Chanel has the charisma of a superstar, her artistic persona is nothing new. Having said that, it is super slick and professional, and on the night, m maybe some people might respond to that. Whatever happens, I hope it will be Spain's best result in a very long time, just because of Benidorm, the effort they put in, and how good that show was. Oh, there's a lot of love in the room tonight, isn't there? Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. They, they deserve not to be in the bottom five. Yes. But there were so many songs better. That, oh, anyway, Moldova. <laughs> Whoopie-doo! 28 songs in the running to represent Moldova. There was supposed to be a national final, but Moldova and Telly, they changed their plans at the last minute and did a live audition thing instead in front of a panel of five music professionals who judged the songs on voice quality and strength of composition. And at the same time Spain were choosing their song on the 29th of January, it was announced that punk band Zdobsi Zdub are to return to the Eurovision stage for the third time, having come six Oh, I'm covered in smiles here. Woo! <laughs> Having come sixth in 2005 and twelfth in 2011. Oh, I love these guys. They are Eurovision royalty as far as I'm concerned. They've all, here, here. already given their country two of their best results and they're back this time with brothers and folk musicians Vasil and Vitali Advahov. And they've all written their entry. It's called The Train. This is going to grab you instantly and you're going to go all giddy. So let's jump on board and marry our way with the lads from east to west from Tuesday now to Bucharest. Let's go. 
very happy about that what do you think boys it's it's fabulously energetic um touch of the wurzels <laughs> combiner restore um it, it it it's there's nothing like this in the competition at all this year uh people know where moldova is because of unfortunate events going on in ukraine so that puts them on the map in a regrettable but interesting way they've also got a lot of plaudits for the way that they've accepted refugees that will not be insignificant when it comes to the televote as mm -hmm. well uh this is a great candidate for kicking off semi-final one as first uh song up and it's sailing through to the final and it's not beyond the bounds of possibility that this may shock us and actually do incredibly well and make the top 10 and even push for the top positions i think i think the sky's the limit for this song I completely agree. Yes. Hey ho, let's go. Uh, loving the Ramones reference. This is obviously flying through to the final. Uh, Zdopsi's dupe are made of charm and fun. It's their whole thing and it makes them perfect for Eurovision. Live, this will be great, I'm sure. They know what they're doing. They've done it before. Also, no one else, like Mark was saying before, <laughs> no one else is doing this type of balkan folky party so they have an entire demographic of voters all to themselves i would absolutely consider myself in that demographic i definitely want to join the party this is what i personally want from eurovision something that isn't a tired copy of chart music something with a strong identity a different perspective and at the end of the day i want to be entertained i'm a good time gal and i just want to have fun <laughs> and this is just heaps of fun bring it on thank you moldova 
You're a good time girl, are you? Oh, yeah. How much do you I mean... charge these days, darling? <laughs> it's free, honey. I know. <laughs> Moving Still. on. Uh, North Macedonia are up next. This will be their 23rd attempt. And if you think the UK have it bad, then spare a thought for the Macedonians, who've had just one top ten result since their debut, sorry, I shouldn't laugh, in 1996. They've only qualified twice in the last 13 contests, and that's even with singing their greatest singing talents over the years. Now, their national final was on the 4th of February. There were six songs, and lo and behold, there was a tie for first place between two songs, Circles and Superman. But the jury vote tiebreak gave the victory to 22 year old Andrea Kwevska aka Andrea <laughs> and her co-written <laughs> song Circles which if you've been unlucky enough to hear and see Superman is quite the blessing. As ever the bookmakers don't have this to qualify the preview clip has the lovely lady walking over a bridge and circling around a contemporary block of fats fats flats <laughs> 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 it's very urban I think she's really cool let's see what you think I just want a healthy conversation Get it right and fix this situation Everything is crumbling down beneath us We run around, run around in circles Tell me is this our last temptation Can we even fix this situation? Do I listen to my heart or mind? Cause we run around, run around in circles Circles, circles Get it right and fix the situation Everything is crumbling down beneath us We run around, run around in circles
Right, circles, yes. I think any song that has the following lyrics, I just want a happy conversation, get it right and fix this situation. Oh, I love it! Is, <laughs> is, has really reached the point of no recovery. Um, and North Macedonia's time in the doldrums, unfortunately, I see continuing. This falls into precisely what Juan was saying about some of the other songs. Thank God you haven't served up some absolutely, totally average what everybody out there is already doing but worse kind of song. This falls completely into that trap. I would say to people in North Macedonia, go back to your musical roots and origins and try and find the DNA of what works in your musical culture. Don't try and sit and guess what everybody else is doing better yeah, yeah, yeah. and try and imitate it because it doesn't work. You know? Play to your strengths, absolutely. There are some very strong ballads this year and unfortunately this is not one of them. It's not a horrible composition by any means. The chorus is actually pretty decent, I guess, but all in all, it's just a bit meh. And although the performer sings the song quite well and cleanly, I feel she hasn't really found her artistic self yet and does not stand out enough to carry or elevate this quite bland song. It all absolutely fades in comparison to some of the other ballads. I really don't see how this stands a chance of qualifying. Oof! Still a lot of love in the room. And Ireland are next, and they've lost the plot completely. I think we're hitting a bit of a dip in this preview show. This will be their 55th entry. They finished last in the semi-finals in both the last two contests. I mean, you can't get any worse than that. It's like they're being punished for being so successful in the 90s. They've been using their Euro song format for some years now, and it's given them very little success. This year, uh, just five songs. You compare these, this, this national final, to all the other national finals, and this is a very, very low-budget national final. Same with Germany. More of that later. Just five songs presented on the 4th of February and winning was 22-year-old estate agent, says it all, Brooke Scullion, and her song, That's Rich, which she co-wrote. Let's have a listen. It's not going to make her rich, is it? you 
That is actually quite rich. Um, okay, so I'm surprised that I don't actually hate this. I really don't. Uh, I'm not crazy about the song, but the music video for this was obviously made with not the greatest budgets and relied on her personality to carry it, and I think it did. She is standing around in heaps of makeup and a cap and a pajama-like clothes, lighting herself up with a phone. It's all very trashy and quite fun. I'm not saying I love it, but if someone... I think you are. <laughs> I beg to but, differ. But if someone is trying to do something fun in the name of Eurovision... I'm more than willing to meet them halfway. And if they can translate what's in the music video to the stage, there is actually a chance this could maybe surprise qualify, like maybe. Uh, however, Ireland's history with staging is not the best, sadly. So maybe let's not get our hopes up. That's fairly philanthropic of you. Uh, I see another last three finish uh, and there's semi you know semi-final two um is much more competitive than semi-final yes. one and ireland this year has the misfortune to be singing the second half of semi-final two and i can see this being put up against two other really strong songs and falling down the memory hole because it's it's pleasant you, you tap your foot a bit but it's just up-tempo blandness and uh, as juan says if you're a country that stages brilliantly, you could just about get this song over the finishing line, but they won't. I'm sure they won't. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. My foot didn't tap. Right. Uh, Italy next. Woohoo! This year's San Remo Festival was pretty much a one-horse race from the get-go. The five-day annual music festival culminated on February the 5th. There were 25 songs in the final, and the exciting news is my lovely Mahmoud from 2019 is back, and this time duetting with 19-year-old Riccardo Fabricone, a.k.a. Blanco. Uh, it seems to openly gay artists singing a gay love song, another example of Italy pushing its boundaries for a conservative Catholic country and uh, as soon as this won San Remo it became the favourites to win the Eurovision with the bookmakers well, one of them straight isn't it the 19 year old is straight is he I don't know he's straight, I, I... he's straight he's straight Mahmoud is gay the other guy's straight oh I didn't realise that 
I think even Mahmoud has sort of said he refuses to be categorised and defined by his sexuality. Which means he's gay. Yeah, exactly, which means he's gay. <laughs> oh, well, I just assumed they were gay because I banged both of them, but there you go, hey. Um, as soon Ooh. as... <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. going to happen. It isn't, is it? No. Um, I was very inspired by the lads modelling nude for the cover of the February edition of Vanity Fair. Did you see that? No. No? Oh, I think uh, that should be compulsory these days. If you win your... For your oh God, I can't talk anymore. If you win the... You're so right, excited. You're so flustered. <laughs> <laughs> if you win the right to sing for your country, I think you should stand there nude. Um, the song is called Brividi, which translates as shivers, chills, shakes, the heebie-jeebies... Or as we say up north, the willies. Italy's recent record at Eurovision has been exemplary. They're rarely out of the top ten, and of course they won last year, as I mentioned earlier. So they're going to be hosting, and this is going to get an absolutely massive reception. Let's see what you think. Ho sognato di volare con te sono bici di diamanti Mi hai detto sei cambiato Non vedo più la luce nei tuoi occhi La tua paura cos'è? Un mare dove non tocchi mai Anche se il senso non è La via di fuga dal fondo Dai non scappare da qui Non lasciarmi così Non tocco in Sempre e ti vorrei un ballo, un cielo di perle e pagherai per andar via. Accetterei anche una bugia e ti vorrei amare, ma sbaglio sempre e mi vengo di Porchi il letto divino, tu che mi mordi la pelle, con i tuoi occhi da Ti vorrei amare, ma 
sbaglio sempre E ti vorrei rubare un cielo di perle E pagherai per andar via Accenderei anche una bugia E ti vorrei amare ma sbaglio sempre E mi vengo di Absolutely live on Mahmoud's lips. <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, well, I'm not as distracted as you are, so I'm going to talk about the song. Ooh, taking the moral high ground. Um, so everyone says this is a shoo-in for victory, and it's a very worthy favourite until Ukraine, for very obvious reasons, displaced it at the top of the betting odds. I took a few listens of this song to really let it sink in true and we do have to remind ourselves that people get one chance don't forget it won't have a chance for exposure much in the semi-finals because it's an automatic qualifier uh i love a male duet doing it i can't have we ever had a oh yes oh, denmark uh, 2000 uh and italy um, and Estonia, 2001. Yeah, I didn't think of that as a duet. It was such a terrible song, I can't even, you know, recall it to memory. But anyway, it's a long time... Ireland, 94. Yeah, it's a long time since we've had um, a, a male duet singing in such high-profile um, exposure. I, I love the melody. I love their harmonies. Uh, I think it's a much, much better song than their winner from last year, but I don't like that kind of music anyway. I don't like the bit at the end where it all goes very wordy and you're assaulted by all the words being thrown at you. <laughs> and I will be surprised if it doesn't win, but I don't think it's an absolute banker to win. True, I agree. Um, okay, so in my view, this could actually be a second win for Italy, uh, although the position of best ballad is very hotly contested this year hotly contested, uh, never mind winning Eurovision. It is wonderful to see a ballad duet between two men singing to each other, which hasn't really happened before, and with such strong, palpable chemistry on stage. Composition-wise, this is not my favourite ballad. Uh, I really like it as a song. It's just such a strong year for ballads. A huge factor that's in their favour is that their live performance is so strong, especially Mahmoud's voice in this ballad is the standout, surprisingly full of personality, soul and emotion. Uh, the other guy holds his own as well, though. Another huge factor, oh my god, the lyrics. This is how you write lyrics about emotions without sounding cliche and overdone. After listening to the... Sorry, can I interrupt there? Ooh. Lyrics. What's your fear? A sea you can never touch the ground of, even if sex isn't the way out from the bottom? Yeah. The bottom of what? I mean... From the depths or the... I, oh, I that bottom. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, after listening to the sometimes embarrassing tripe of other entries, <gasps> these lyrics seem like a revelation. The title of the song, Brevity, means chills, and the lyrics give me chills when I hear them. I get emotional, and when they sing them live, I believe every single word. So even though composition-wise it's not my favorite, the live performance, the lyrics make up for that. I love it so much. Such a wonderful Eurovision entry, and if it won, I would be very happy. Do you need a tissue? Yes, but not for my face. <laughs> and they've been drawn ninth on the big night. Uh, so they've got... Uh, is that a good draw? 
if you're going to have a first half draw, it's not a bad draw at all. Um, but I do recall that Suri for the UK and James Newman for the UK both sank ninth uh, in 2018 and 2021. So don't get too excited. But um, they couldn't have done much better than that. Maybe if, if they'd been in the first half, 11th or 13th isn't bad. But they didn't want to be singing the first five. But, 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 you know, they'll put a really awful song either side of it yes. and, and it will stand out. So I wouldn't worry if you're an Italy fan. Could be worse. So we've just listened to Italy doing, uh, let's say, a gay thing uh, in a very beautiful, subtle and classy way. <laughs> and hello, Israel. <laughs> now, the Eurovision stage hasn't seen so much, and I'm trying to be nice here, in your face and slay girl since Slavko. We've got 25-year-old Michael Ben David. He won the Israeli X Factor, beating three other acts. He's very handsome. He's very charismatic. He's a very fine performer. He's got a great attitude. But the other half of me wants to smack him, and I think he'd quite like that, and I think I probably would do too. <laughs> It's quite likely the Orthodox community will be up in arms with this, but I'm going to give him top marks for his balls. Now, although they've won four times, Israel's track record isn't that great, particularly since the turn of the new millennium. Now, for this song, you need the visuals to appreciate it fully. Alas, obviously, we've just got the uh, audio tonight, but there's lots of positivity on the YouTube. And I await with bated breath for the comments of my beloved Jusum, and it's called... I am. Baby, sometimes life can bring you down. But honey, keep your head up. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Just call my name You can say that I'm stunning It's not a shame Cause I know I am I know I am Cause I know I am I know I am I like this attitude I like the game You can say that I'm brave I'm never the same Cause I know I am I know I am Cause I know I am I know I am
so yeah, that's been revamped or recamped, as I prefer to call it. And it's actually, I, I, th- I quite like it, though. What do you reckon? What in the straight people writing a gay song is happening here? <laughs> uh, did a straight person write this? Because it feels like they just watched Drag Race and went, oh, I know how to gay now. Uh, I want to support this, but I'm not sure being a stereotype is actual representation. It feels a bit dated. Especially if you compare this to Italy's modern take on male intimacy and sexuality. But actually, having said that, even dated representation is still some kind of representation. And I'm sure there are parts of the world where this would still be shocking to straight audiences. I mean, it's quite shocking to me, but for different reasons. Are you saying that you're gay? (laughs) What? (laughs) Me? No, never. Uh, I think we're at the point where we can tell queer stories through queer perspectives and actually say something rather than just going, hey, look at me, I'm gay. I'm not sure that's enough anymore and it comes off as a bit cheap. I love male-female energy, but even the male femme vibe he is representing comes off as a bit plastic. It feels, like I said before, like a drag race performance with all the cliches included. He even talks about taking the crown at one point, which is one of the biggest drag race tropes. I want to see the person behind the stereotype. Right now it's all a bit Laganja Estranja. Maybe for the live version, instead of embodying commercial drag race culture, bring some queer Middle Eastern flavor. That representation is sorely needed and I would totally live, as they say. I am is the title. I would like to add basic to that. But you know what? Basic bitches need representation too. So you go, girl. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Jokes aside. Panawars. Yeah. (laughs) Jokes aside. Actually... Another perspective perspective, is that this is very family-friendly gay. And had I seen this when I was a child, I would probably have been happy and felt a bit more empowered to be feminine and not feel shame about it. Uh, So I don't love it. It's a bit problematic, but I really see potential in this. And hopefully they can do something better than, um, than what it is. And no one else in Eurovision is doing this. It could be quite successful, but it very much depends on what he does on stage. Michael Ben David describes himself as Israel's number one Whitney Houston fan. Well, (laughs) she had some big melodies. I mean, my comments are much more basic. I just don't think this works as a song. You're also a basic bitch. Is that what you're saying? I'm a basic bitch. I mean, basically, you know, I've heard this six or seven times now, and I just can't remember four or five notes in succession about it. It just doesn't Mm -hmm. work as a song. It doesn't matter how much he's trying to be Will and Grace or John Inman or whoever he's trying to be. (laughs) At the end of the day, it doesn't stay in my mind as a song and therefore I wouldn't vote for it so I don't think it will qualify and it's in the second semi-final so you know this I mean you know Dana International was much more butch than he is and um, (laughs) that's saying quite a lot so sorry Michael Ben David Go back to patching things up with your religious, orthodox Jewish mum and get things sorted out and then come back with a better song. I have just have to clarify that I am supporting this kind of uh, male femme vibe. I, I love that. I love that. I just want it uh, elevated. I want it more authentic, please. Thank you, boys, for that insightful comment. Okay, let's move on to the next one, which is the Ukraine. So there's no doubt in our minds here at Europolis HQ that the country that will get the loudest and longest applause by an absolute mile will be, of course, the Ukraine. So let's hope we don't get a repeat of Bosnia 94. Do you remember that when the artists missed their cue because of the rousing support? 
It's hard to do this and not mention the current politics, but we have our opinions. That's for another podcast. So let's stick with the Eurovision. We're near the Ukrainian national final, which is called Vidbir, on February the 12th, pre-war, was Alina Pash and her song The Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors, and she quickly became the bookmaker's favourite. But, and not for the first time, the Ukrainian broadcaster took up some scandal from 2015, which in turn led to the lovely lady withdrawing, and now she faces, no, I'm laughing, the possibility of around 12 years in jail for falsification of travel documents. What? And so the second place entry was offered the golden ticket to Torino, the Kalash Orchestra, and then they became the bookmaker's favourite. They're named after the founder member's home in West Ukraine, which is Kalesh. They're a six-piece band featuring... A, I heard that, that little belch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide that from me. Uh, they feature a beatboxing bagpipe player, which will be a Eurovision first, and the song is called Stefania. It's about the singer's mum, and I would imagine it's the same Stefania who knitted that lovely pink tea cosy that sits aloft the handsome man's head. I've got this as folk... Hop, would you agree? Folk hop. Folk Ukraine are now the only country that's always qualified to the file and put money on this at the bookmakers. This is a definite qualifier from the semi final. We hope, of course, the guys make it on stage. They're fighting for their country, but I believe they're also going to do a live recording in advance in case there's any problems. And if, of course, Ukraine do win, what's going to happen next year? Anyway, meet Stefania. Stefania, mamo, mamo, Stefania, rozkwitaje pole, a wona syvije, zaspiwaj meni, mamo, kolisko, chodzu się poczuty twoje rytne słowo. Wona mene kolesala dala meni rytmi na pane solo bole, ne zabrato mene bodala, wona na pane zdala, może bilczy i wicola, mana loma ne me do roha, me prejdu, ja zachwy do tebe, wona ne rozbudyć, ty budyć, mene wszyni buri,
favourites to win? My concern is rap never does very well at Eurovision. What do you reckon, babe? Um, let me just first say, I hope it doesn't win. It's just not a good enough entry for that, but it will be so emotional to see this live. And I cannot imagine what it will feel like for them to represent their country that is currently being invaded by a superpower while they're on the stage performing and their friends and families are either in the Ukraine or exiled. It's impossible not to feel for them and want to support them. So it could totally win just on that basis alone the song itself is actually parts of it is really really good i just can't with the rapping it doesn't really suit them and i don't think they pull it off i don't think it works uh the chorus is really fun however the production is great and the song really bounces i love the beat switch up at the end uh and i don't know whether to party or to cry either way this will do really well Why have the bookmakers made this favourite? Well, because there's a war on and there's a sympathy vote, but it will all come down to this. It will win the televote. I've no doubt about that because of public sympathy. Um, Whether people should vote for this on grounds of sympathy or music is a debatable um, question. The key thing is how it will do with the juries. If the juries are also swayed by emotion and feeling, it could win. But I think there are other songs um, which could maybe come second with the televote and win the jury vote or second with the juries, which can actually outpoint Ukraine. At the end of the day, I wasn't a great fan, as you remember from last year, of shum and go a but their song last year was heaps better than this and it only came fifth um so on musical grounds alone fifth Fifth? uh, fourth was iceland um back off okay no you're right actually (laughs) of course darling i may have my faults but being wrong isn't one of them (laughs) so i hope this comes second or third and they get an amazing reception but if it won it would always be seen in the future as a sort of slightly fake winner i think yeah absolutely absolutely so um you know and the other thing is Will they be able to get out of the country because people between 18 and 60 are required to fight there? Will an exception be made for them to leave the country? Will they be able to get out? Plans are on hand to make a video on the Polish-Ukraine border and have that used as an insert into the contest. You know, it's it's great that they will be there, and it will be very emotional. And just as a, sorry, and as a parenthesis to that, in 2016, when Ukraine won, there was people saying that was also a sympathy vote. I don't think so. Like that year, Ukraine was an incredibly worthy winner. It was a fantastic song, a fantastic performance. I'm not sure that is the same this year. And Jamala sang that song 1944 at the German final, and uh, that was incredibly emotional. Exactly. Did you see that? I did, and it was the best thing about the German national final (laughs) by a long way. (laughs) Next up, we've got the first of three Baltic countries, one after other. The Estonians held their usual Esteloda marathon with quarterfinals, semifinals, a grand final, a super final, and emerging as victor, we have absolute. Lovely, lip-smacking lovely, 24-year-old, half-Armenian, half-Estonian, Stefan and his guitar and his co-written song, Hope, which got twice as much televotes as a second-place song in the Estonian Super Final. Now, it's been a while since Estonia gave us something quirky, so it's an absolute treat, at least for me, to have a lovely <laughs> Stefan, lip-smacking <laughs> Stefan, on stage. This is a fine slice of Cowboys and Engines, yeah. very Wild West, blazing. 
young saddles, you can actually smell the gun smoke. So let's put is on that our sets. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's put on our setsons and go a rolling, rolling, rolling with Stefan. Yes, please. Wow. What to do? Leave to guide what he thinks. We promised we would never lose our pride. Your words worth nothing if you lie. You're standing tall, looking up. A father will be proud, and I'm happy to be working my own ground. We'll be the last ones breathing here. That resonates nicely with me. <laughs> nice, nice childhood memories. Love his voice. Like the vibe. Love the video. I love you, Stefan. I love you. <gasps> Calm down. <laughs> so, to inject some realism into this uh, discussion, uh, there's no song like that this year. It does stand out. Um, Maybe for a reason. Yeah. We, we are nothing if not contradictory here at Eurobiz because when we keep telling everyone to go back to your musical origins and ethnic influences... I don't remember too many cowboys and Indians in Estonia. <laughs> but having said that, it, it is a very easy listen for three minutes. My, my big reservation is that, that the most recent song that sounded like this to me was Outlaw Inham, Waylon for the Netherlands, 
three or four years ago, and it absolutely bombed. Your reservation in a cowboy song. You mean. Yeah, yeah, and therefore I would say it, it in the tough semi-final, I think it will get through, but don't expect great things of it in the final. It's a dark horse. Yes, I mean, what in the American Song Contest is happening here? Did they get confused and send their entry to the wrong contest? Uh, do I like the song? No. <gasps> and, oh. No, I do not. Am I glad it is in the contest? Yes, I am. The song really lends itself to some possibly amazing staging. It could be a great entry. I hope they really le- lean into how stupid it is. Uh, in the national final, they had li- yes. In the national final, <laughs> they had live cowboys. I hope they bring more of that. Turn it up to 11 full-on theatrics, like Denmark did in 2018 with Vikings. If they do that, I am so on board. And I think they need to do something like that to qualify, as it is now is not going to the final. Less basic pop boy with guitar and more cowboys, please. Yeehaw! Oh, <laughs> I've got that totally wrong then, haven't I? Um, so we are moving over to uh, Latvia. Latvia. Um, (laughs) Latvia can be very unpredictable and this has been reflected in their recent results having only qualified twice since 2008 that's appalling and finishing last in their semi-finals five times including Samantha Tina last year who screeched her way into last place so they can only improve on that the Latvian Supernova contest is a three-day event Why? (laughs) I hear you cry. There were 11 songs in the final, and winning on February the 12th were six-piece hip-hop group City Zenny, which means the other boys. So in 2014, the Latvians baked a cake, and now eight years later, they're eating salads. So in my quest to find a positive here, at least their food choices are healthier. There you go. We've got some sample (laughs) lyrics. Eat a salad, save the planet, Being being green is sexy for you. Instead of meat, I eat veggies and I like them both fresh, like them both juicy I ride my bicycle to work instead of a car All of my groceries are divided by weight and stored in glass jars Got my reusable bag, that swag, my flex, my flags They're always that is my jam, save fuel and sell your truck The karma comes for free and so does luck All aboard the green Titanic, let's sail the world and then cruise the Atlantic No ice in the way, no need to panic, all the signs are there, let's go organic Oh, when you eat your veggies, baby, think of me Little kitty, don't you know that being green No, that being cool. green is hot, it's hot. being green is cool It's cool. Eat your salad, save the planet, being green is sexy Let's go, get your trash can, no pick a plan And sort through it, bend over, then jiggle that peach You're recycling while I'm loving those cheeks I'm a beast instead of a killer, forget the hot dogs Cause my sausage is bigger Three, two, one, all the girls go echo If you want your man stung longer than a gecko
cool. Eat your salad, save the planet. Being green is sexy as. Being green is hot. Being green is cool. Eat your salad, save the planet. Being green is sexy as. Make it stop, make it stop. Oh, oh it stopped. Whew. Mark. Um, I'm really confused by this song because um, I don't really understand. Are they trying to be funny? Because <laughs> if they're trying to be funny, they're not. And also, actually, let's be adult. I mean, don't want to be too woke about this, but... The environment is a serious subject, and being green isn't just cool, it's really essential and important. And to poke fun at it in an unfunny way doesn't really hit the target with me. And this feels like a really bad sort of Friday, early evening children's programme. Crackerjack. Crackerjack, yeah. It's like an old... Well, I just... So... And there's a place for wit and and satire in 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 Eurovision, of course there is. But this one, this song just doesn't hit the target for me. So it's another sad year of NQ for me. I should really hate this. Now I am by oh, no but he doesn't. No, I am not Again. by no means saying I like it. Uh, suited, sleazy, straight white guys playing very stale white funk and singing slightly sexually aggressive lyrics about recycling. I am <laughs> I am slightly charmed, though. I am kind of having fun, and I think the reason is the guy is who that plays... Is that you're very, very drunk? Maybe. Uh, I think the reason is the guy who plays the bass and also sings the main melody. He comes off as the nice, sincere one in a gang of coked-up sexual predators. <laughs> I realise that this <laughs> slick, yuppie thing that they're doing is a played-up caricature. I just don't find that this particular brand of masculinity is very charming in any form. And without this main guy, this would be so unlikable. Parts of the song sort of sound like Getaway by Earth, Wind and Fire. But even though it's white still <laughs> funk, the chorus is kind of strong. I am sort of bouncing along to the groove and having kind of a good time. And uh, the contrast of this sleazy image while singing about environmentally sustainable behavior is kind of, I mean, it's sort of charming, even though in the end it all comes back to their dicks. Uh, but <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm not completely convinced. It's also a bit a bit hectic and desperate. I think this is a uh, it is probably a non qualifier. But maybe if enough basic straight people vote for it, it could qualify. They definitely need to hone it though and elevate it for the Eurovision stage. Ooh, well, we're on to our last song and preview show one, and we're going to Lithuania. Yay! 
The only Baltic state yet to win the contest. This will be their 22nd attempt. Even though they have a better success rate at qualifying than the Baltic neighbours, they've yet to score a top five result. They held a usually overly long five-week thrilling national final. Let's try again. And on February the 12th, having won all the heats, Monica Liu was crowned the winner with her self-pen song Sentimental, which will be sung fully in Lithuanian, which will be the only the second time that we hear the Lithuanian language in full in Eurovision, the first time being, of course, in 1994 when they scored no points and came last. I like her. She's brought back the 1970s pearly haircut, jet black and shines in a glitzy full-length evening frock, dishing up a slice of sophisticated boom-boom elegance. <laughs> Last year's Roop are Romania on a roll. Not Romania, Lithuania. Are they on a roll? 
I really, really, really like this. Uh, I love the suggestive beat and instrumentation. The mix of old school references and modern elements are so tastefully implemented. The vocal and the melody reference old school sort of Eastern European pop, also maybe old French cabaret. The beat is not in your face up tempo but instead an elegant, sultry rhythm that slowly twines its way through your body. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I feel like I should be sipping some sort of stylish dark cocktail while smoking a galoise or a gitane through an opera-length holder. Uh, and while the whole thing just suits her so well, she really performs this perfectly and elevates an already great song. I do worry, though, that its gentle charms are too subtle for the Eurovision stage. Mm -hmm. If it were up to me, this would absolutely be flying into the final. I hope the juries put it through because it definitely deserves it. This Oof. is definitely uh, a jury song and not a televote song, I think. Um, echoes of Barbara Pravi last year, the hairstyle, the lovely, closely fitting, snug dress... The problem with the song, I think, Juan, is that it flatlines, it lacks a moment. It establishes yeah. a mood for three minutes, but it actually doesn't sort of take you on a journey or go anywhere. And therefore, is it going to stay in people's memories? I, I think it will just squeak through, but I think it will get through maybe eighth, ninth or tenth in, in the semi and not do especially well in the final. But yeah. but good song. It's very subtle, like, like yeah. Well, I love it! I love it, <laughs> I love I love it. Well, that's 13 of this year's songs, selections, sorted. We've got <laughs> another 27 to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spread over two more podcasts, which we're going to do all, all three in one day. So lots more to come. And at the end of the third session, I shall throw the gauntlet down and command my guests to tell us who's going to win so we can all go down to the bookmakers and pay off our mortgages and make a fortune. So I'm going to sign off for now. I'm going to say thank you to Juan and thank you to Mark for joining me. Muchas gracias. Yes. Muchas gracias. Yeah. So well trained. Uh, but you need to you two need to keep sat sitting there because right now preview two is round the corner. Tati bye for now. Bye! Woohoo! <laughs> 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 <laughs>